Welcome to Outlaw Sports Betting Club. Odds on the NFL with your host, the Outlaw, Michael Tomsick, and the co-host... TJ, the old goat. Well, TJ, we went into it pretty good, and actually, I'll be right back. i got to run and get something. So we, at the end of week six, are tied in our picks. Uh, came out that we are both currently... 51 wins and 42 losses. So we're currently tied going into week 7. So it's, it's anybody's game, still a tight race. I haven't really seen like anything. Of course, about week 8 is when you really want to start looking at stuff because that's, uh, you have to, most people that go, the lowest record you can have to go to the playoffs is, is eight. Well, I won't say the lowest record because some teams have made it to the playoff worth, with a worse record than eight and eight. There's actually been teams that have made it in with only six wins and eight losses. Um, but, or six wins and ten losses, sorry. So, um, but usually. To make it in the playoffs, you got to have at least an 8-8 eight eight record. Uh, so next week, I think, is kind of a crucial week for wins and losses and, and who will be shooting for the playoffs. Um, speaking of playoffs, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about tonight, TJ, referees, how they can change the game. Okay. So I want to talk about the top 11 uh, referee calls in the NFL that I found that were pretty controversial throughout the years. So in 2010, it was the Detroit Lions against the Chicago Bears. Of course, I would pick the Chicago Bears, right? Of course. So uh, there was a catch by Calvin Johnson in the end zone. And it was recalled because of a ridiculous rule. Uh, the Bears ended up winning the game. Uh, but that was one of the, the controversial calls from referees. And then this is another one from the Bears because it was involved Jake Cutler, who was the quarterback for the Bears. Did he fumble or didn't he fumble? We, we could talk about this. This was a game against the Denver Broncos. Uh, a while back ago. And then in 1998 season, <coughs> we had a game uh, with the New York Jets and the Seattle Seahawks, your team. Uh, they were facing fourth and goal with little time left, and there was a controversial call about uh, Vinny Chesaverdi's helmet is the football. And the Jets ended up winning the game over the Seahawks uh, with that one. Um then there was a call from the referees from Cordell Stewart that was ruled it wasn't illegal to catch that ball. Uh, this this happened in the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1995 AFC Championship uh, with the Colts and the Steelers. And uh, Stewart stepped out of bounds and took a few steps before catching a five-year touchdown pass that gave Pittsburgh the leave. Uh, well, it wasn't the game-winning reception or anything. It was still illegal, and the the refs gave it to him. So another one 
uh, that kind of came up in the top, I took the top 11, was the Jerome Bettis call, was it tail or heads? Uh, this is a game in 1998 that was on Thanksgiving with the Detroit Lions and Pittsburgh Steelers where there was a, a coin toss that Jerome Bettis called and the referee, who was Phil Luckett at the time, heard that Bettis said heads, uh, but he, uh, the coin landed on tails. Detroit got the ball, won the game, and the Steelers endured a losing season after that. Number six, it was the Music City Miracle. Um, this was with uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans, and it had 20 seconds left in the game. The Bills had just kicked off a field goal, and uh, the ball, which was received by Lorenzo O'Neal, who handed the ball off to Frank Wycheck. Uh, Wycheck ran across the field and lobbed a pass to another sideline, on the other sideline, into the waiting hands of Kevin Dyson. Dyson ran the ball for a 75-yard touchdown as the clock expired and gave the Titans a playoff victory. Um, so it came up if uh, this was an actual lateral or if it was actual a pass or if it was a lateral, um, but the referees let that stand as well. Uh, the number five is the Burt Emanuel rule. Uh, this happened in 2000 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, playing the St. Louis Rams. Uh, the Buccaneers were down 11-6 to with under a minute remaining, and Burt Emanuel made a 13-yard reception deep in St. Louis territory to give Tampa Bay a real shot at pulling the upset. Uh, Emanuel had complete control of the ball, which resulted in a complete pass being the call on the field. However, the booth wanted the review play, and under further review, they saw that the nose touched the ground at the end of the reception, which resulted in the play being called an incomplete pass. Uh, this play actually, uh, TJ, caused the NFL to redefine what constitutes as a reception in the game. Yeah, you know, we were watching a game the other day where uh, this one uh, this one guy, he, he, he basically caught the ball, but I guess he didn't have, maybe didn't have full control of it. And uh, the ball didn't actually touch the ground at any point, but they still called it an incomplete pass for some reason. Huh, interesting. Which I thought was kind of odd. Uh, even today, you know, I mean, controversial. They've made more replays now in the NFL with cameras and stuff. I mean, these, these referees, you got to wonder, a referee... One call, just one call, wrong call in the game, can redefine an entire game for the NFL. Oh, yeah, big time. Especially when they're getting down to the final. And, I mean, if they're, they're down there on the five-yard line and, you know, all of a sudden they make this bad call or something, they can cost you the game real quick. Well, this one was number four on the list. It included Jerry Rice, who was possibly down uh, before fumbling. So this was in a 1998 playoffs. Um, where Jerry Rice clearly fumbled the ball before going down against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, however, Rice was called down before fumbling the football, which gave the San Francisco 49ers uh, the ball back on the next play. Um, then Steve Young found Terrell Owens in the end zone for the game-winning pass. Well, that was uh, number three on the list was Mike Rafarno called out of bounds. Uh, this was an older 
lot older one in the 70s and 80s where it was a little bit more, uh, not as many cameras and technology, but uh, it was in the 1979 AFC Championship game against Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, Rafano made a nice catch in the back of the end zone. Uh, he had both feet inbounds in control of the ball. The officials called the pass incomplete. And the really? Oilers end up losing the game with a score of 27-13. to 13. Oh, man, that's not good. <laughs> so this is number two on the list that I found. It was the immaculate reception wasn't that immaculate. Um, it was in a game with the Oakland Raiders and, and uh, Pittsburgh Steelers with Terry Bradshaw. With 22 seconds left in the game, uh, the ball hits someone, bounces back to Franco Harris's, and is run back for a touchdown. Uh, where the controversy and poor officiating comes into play is who the football bounced off of. Had it bounced off the player from the Raiders, everything would have been fine. However, if it bounced off a player from the Pittsburgh Steelers, which it very well might have, the play should have been called dead. Right. So that was interesting. Did they do a, did they, uh, do a replay on that to find out for sure? Um, I don't know how because that was like an older game in the 1970s. Right. So I don't know how much like uh, technology and and replays they had back in that day. I mean, we're talking 30 years ago, so probably not that predominant on technology. That's true. So I, I doubt that they really did like an instant replay on that. Yeah, today I think the referees are held a little bit higher standard because we do have instant replay and all this technology on the games, you know. Alright, the number one worst NFL call that is on the list was they called it the infamous tuck rule. Uh, the tuck rule game wins the award for the biggest screw job by a referee in NFL history and here's why. Um, it was the New, uh, New England Patriots and the Oakland Raiders. And it was in New England. And it should have been called, and the Raiders should have won. But the tuck rule then seems rather ridiculous and probably impossible to call correctly every time it happens. So this, this was the number one rule. I also remember, um, TJ, when I was in the sports book, I think it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they were playing the Oakland Raiders. I believe it was in the Super Bowl that there was a really bad call in that game as well that ended up uh, changing the outcome of the entire game. But once, so once they call those calls, there's no reversing them, is there? Um, not usually. If they go to instant replay, there are now rules like if you go inside the two-minute mark and stuff like that, um, right. you know, that they can reverse uh, calls and stuff like that. But you know, I, I'm just saying, you know, you, you got to think about when you're I, – I look at it because we're talking about wagering on the NFL as part of our show. You know, when you're wagering at the NFL, you don't really maybe think about the referees. But the referees really have – a major impact on the NFL and calling shots. They could have, like I said, um, you know, a referee gets mad at somebody, doesn't like somebody. Maybe they're uh, taking some money under the table. Maybe they made a bet on the game themselves. You know, um, 
Maybe they're being squeezed by the mafia. I, I don't know. All these outlaw things I think of. And, um, you know, just, just the simple fact that if you think about it, the referee, I mean, could have huge major impacts on the game. So I'm kind of curious. It'd be kind of fun. I've never had a referee on the show. I never could really ever get an interview with a referee the whole time I've done sports. Um, they're like kind of afraid to come talk to me, I guess. Um, but it would be interesting just to see the viewpoint of an actual referee, in my opinion. That would be interesting to see what exactly what... I mean, they've got to be under a lot of pressure out there to, to make these calls correctly. And, uh, of course, like they're all human, you know, somebody's going to screw up at some point. No, that is, that's very true. Well, you guys, there you learned a little bit about some of the biggest uh, bad calls in the NFL. And uh, TJ and I are going to get down to week seven here. We're all tied up. And uh, let's talk about the games in week seven coming up. Uh, these are on Sunday the 19th. Or no, I'm sorry. Thursday the 19th. Getting my days off. Um, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints at home at minus one, TJ. Uh, I'm going for the Jags. Going to go for the Jaguars on the road, huh? Yeah, I am. I'm going to step out of the box there, <laughs> so to speak. Well, that's kind of interesting. Do you know what the Saints record is? Uh, the Saints are three and three, and the Jaguars are four and two. I think I'm gonna have to roll with you on the Jaguars on that. Then I was thinking for a minute about the Saints, but that's not like the yeah, record I, I was. Some thought too, but then I got to looking at the at the wins and losses, and I thought I think the Jaguars are probably the best bet on my part, anyways. All right, now we're going to the Sunday's game. These are all on uh, October twenty second. Uh, the first game we got is the Falcons and the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored by two and a half. And uh, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks with you on that one as well. They're like three and two, and the Falcons are three and three. So. All right, this is a sad day indeed. We got the Oakland Raiders versus the Chicago Bears. I should definitely be in Soldier Field for this one. Rooting on my Bears, going around, slapping some heads. Um, but my Bears are plus three points at home. Yeah, well, you know what? I've kind of become a Raiders fan here lately. <laughs> going with the Raiders? Yeah, I'm going with the Raiders. All right, well, I'm going to go with my Bears. Win, lose, or draw. You never know. I mean, I've seen some pretty interesting things happening this last week. So there's a couple of games there that were really tight at the end. So I just give it to I just give it to them because they're at, out a win on theirs, but uh, they didn't quite make it. Yeah, I'm just giving it to them because they're at home and they're my Bears. So right, <laughs> gotta go there. All right, we got the Browns and the Colts. Uh, the Colts are at home at plus two and a half. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Colts. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm going to go with the Browns. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I'm going to go with the Browns as well. All right, we got 
the next game, the Detroit Lions versus the Ravens. The Ravens are at home, and they're minus three. Oh, I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to splurge on that one. All right, well, I think I'm going to stick with the Ravens at home. All right, so we could end up tied again. All right, we got we got we got an interesting game here: the Buffalo Bills and the Patriots. The Patriots at home plus eight and a half. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills. I'm gonna go with the Bills too, but I do have to tell you guys, um, you know, as far as wagering side goes, we're talking point spreads. I would, if I was wagering the game, I would definitely like that plus eight and a half on the Patriots. We'll see how we'll have to keep track of that game and see how that turns out. Yeah, that's a sweet one there. All right, we got the Commanders versus the Giants. The Giants at home, plus two and a half. Well, I think I'm going to do with the Commanders. Yeah, I think I have to go with the Commanders on you there, too. Well, the Giants seem to have kind of an attitude issue this year for some reason. They've got, they're really angry people. <laughs> Uh, they've been, yeah, they're, I think they've been we'll. They've really odd stuff on the field. Even before the game started this last time, it's like, I think they were playing the Bills. And uh, it's like they had a fight right before they even start, started the game. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, things were hot there. All right, we got the next game, your team. The Seahawks at home versus the Cardinals. The Seahawks are minus seven and a half. Uh, and of course, I'm going to go with my Seahawks. I got to roll with your Seahawks on that too. I just can't see the Cardinals beating the Seahawks at home with that point spread. All right, we got the next game: uh, the Steelers versus the Rams. The Rams at home minus three. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think I'm going to stick with the Rams at home, too. The Steelers have been kind of a little bit controversial here this year as well. Yeah, they kind of off and on, seems like. All right, we got a, a really good game here that usually is two teams that play each other well. Uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs at home, minus five and a half. Yeah, the Chiefs are hot. I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah, me too. Jumping on both of my teams this week. <laughs> All right, we got the Packers and the Broncos. The Broncos at home plus one. Oh wow! I go with the Packers. I think I'm gonna have to go with the Packers with you, and I probably shouldn't because that's the rival of the Bears. But I don't think the Broncos have been playing very well. All yeah, right. Alright, we got your other team, the Dolphins, and we got the Eagles. And I don't know what's up with your Dolphins here, TJ. They're plus two and a half. Eagles are minus two and a half. I know, but I gotta stick with them. What's the Dolphins and Eagles record? They're both five and one. So it could be anyone's game, really. Yeah. Let's make it interesting. The outlaw will take the Eagles and you can take the Dolphins. Okay. 
All right. right. And then uh, it's a little bit of a shorter week. We've got a few teams on bye weeks. Uh, so we got jumping to uh, Monday's game, which is on the 23rd. And why are we so short games? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Well, I guess we only have 13 games this week. Yeah, there's not very many games this week. All right, we got the 49ers and the Vikings, and the 49ers are minus 7 at home. Well, I'm picking the 49ers. 49ers it is all around the grounds. All right, let's talk about our picks. Let's go over them real quick. Uh, TJ the Old Goat. It's got the Jaguars, the Bucks, the Raiders, the Browns, the Lions, the Bills, the Commanders. The Seahawks, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Dolphins, and the 49ers. The Outlaw has Jaguars, Bucks, Bears, Browns, Ravens, Bills, Commanders, Seahawks, Rams, Chiefs, Packers, Eagles, and 49ers. So we're on the opposite of three games this week. Anybody could win. Anybody could get ahead. Uh, we can end, Well, we can't end up tied now, but... Someone will be ahead and someone will be behind. Right? Let's see how it whirls out. Well, I've been having a lot of fun, and I do need to mention our sponsor uh, before we leave tonight, uh, Seven Brew. Appreciate you sponsoring uh, Outlaw Sports Betting Club. Odds on the NFL with TJ the Old Goat and the Outlaw Michael Tomsick here. Uh, if you guys are in the Springfield, Missouri area or uh, – I was actually up towards St. Louis, and they were uh, building some more up there the other day that I saw going. Uh, but they are looking for employees. If you guys go to their second page, uh, careers.com, on there, um, you can apply for a job with them. And otherwise, just go check them out. And there's something I wanted to mention to you before I go. I don't know if you're looking at the page for the Dolphins and the Eagles since we are talking about that game. Almost every sports book has action on it on both sides. Yeah, I see that. So that, that's kind of interesting that they're, they're like taking, I mean, that's the only game that's like that in the whole entire thing. I mean, every sports book is lit up. And it's not just on the Dolphins or the Eagles. It's lit up on both sides. So. Well, that's why I was thinking. It looks like it could be an interesting game. What channels that one? I probably won't even get to see that one. I, I think we need to make an extra wager on this game. You think so? Yeah, like you know, like a lollipop or oh, something. We're gonna up the ante, are we? We're gonna up. <laughs> we're gonna up the ante. What do you think about uh, the loser sends the winner a couple lollipops? Well, I can't have lollipops. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um. What can we up to? Got any, got any good ideas there, TJ? Oh. Something well, we can mail each other in the mail. Gift certificate to a restaurant, but. Alright, we could do that. A what? So we could do that. A gift certificate to a restaurant? Yeah, well, not even at McDonald's. You used to be able to get uh, change back from your dollar. Now you'd like to get it back from your twenty. <laughs> so, want to agree? Like on twenty bucks, sound cool? Yeah. Twenty bucks. I don't know. Just make it ten. Just make it ten. All right. Yeah. 
All right, so the loser has to send the the winner a ten dollar gift card to somewhere. Okay. Sounds good to me. That make it interesting. You guys keep uh, checking us out on the Outlaw Sports Betting Club. Odds with the NFL. We appreciate you guys joining the show, checking us out. Um, I did was supposed to have a special guest this week, but I um, kind of had a busy week and flaked out a little bit last night. So that's why you guys are getting the show on Wednesday night, but I'm going to be having some more guests coming up here pretty soon, and I probably will announce that on next week's show. Uh, any topic that we could talk about for next week uh, there, TJ? Uh, well, they were talking about, <clears throat> there was some, uh, some interest coming up on, uh, brought up on uh, football fields, like after turf and, and you know, the different kinds of fields they have. Yeah, where you're playing either on fake or real grass. Yeah. That... Right, because that can make a big difference in the in the game. Depends on what you're used to playing on, I guess. But it's kind of like uh, you think it'd be kind of like going from a, a, a tennis court, you know, going from clay to grass to uh, asphalt or cement. You know. That's a good one. Well, let's talk about that, and let's talk about also with throwing that on there. Let's talk about uh We'll talk about the type of fields and playing indoors or outdoors. Right. That sounds good. All right, you guys. So that'll be the topic for next week. Hope you guys come back and join us and become outlaws.